you for watching this edition of the unpopular review if you like what you're watching please subscribe to us on our social media on facebook instagram twitter and youtube at u-p-r-y-e-p-i-l-w also while you're at it subscribe to our friends at yep i like wrestling on the same social medias at y-e-p-i-l-w yep Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Unpopular Reviews Entertainment segment. And this movie we're going to talk about tonight is going to be none other than Euro Trip. And joining us, as always, see the superior trend this time. And Bongiorno, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. How y'all doing tonight? What's going Buongiorno. on? Bongiorno. I, I can tell you what's going on. Not this movie. But let's go ahead and dive right down into it with the synopsis of it. Trend, take it away. All right, here we go. So post-graduation, Scotty finds himself depressed after his girlfriend dumps him and admits to cheating on him throughout high school. Mad at the world, Scotty erupts at his pen pal, Mike, only to later discover Mike is actually beautiful Mika. With nothing to lose, Scotty and his best friend Cooper travel to Europe in an effort to win over Mika before she finds love somewhere else. Of course, their plan doesn't go as expected. Wonderful. This was Jane. Oh, I'm sorry, this wasn't Jane. This was a Victor pick. Vic, I'm going to start off with you before we segue into the segment. Why did you pick this movie? <laughs> That's why. Man, I was, Scotty doesn't know. Scotty. Yeah, Scotty doesn't know. Scotty also doesn't know why you picked this movie. But ladies, this movie. Know you know why I picked this movie? Because this is one of my favorite movies of the. Um, first decade of the millennium like this is something that was hilarious um it's something that i thoroughly enjoyed at the time and um till this day i still find it very funny it's not something that you definitely can take too seriously it's a movie that um it just has a whole bunch of antics you just have to take it for what it is because it's just hilarity like if you're drunk or high and you're watching this movie it is a roller coaster because this movie is awesome. Um, it just, it, it's just everything about it. You know what I mean? It, 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 Miss Goosey, Miss Goosey. Yes. And, and then, and then my, and this song. <laughs> William, this is not a wrong call. It became a pop culture icon. Like this song was awesome. A lot of people that never watched this movie mm-hmm. knew, knew that Scotty didn't know. A lot of people knew that Scotty had no idea. They had no idea what the hell they were referring to, but a lot of people were bumping their heads saying Scotty doesn't know. It's true. So I loved it. Maybe we should have reviewed the soundtrack. (laughs) Mind you, and here's the thing, like there were certain parts of it that were pretty accurate. A lot of it was um, exaggerated, but being going to Europe, yes. Um, there were certain parts that were definitely very accurate, and I guess we'll just get into it as we go through the movie. Okay. All right. All right. So, and that segue, let's go into our first segment of this evening when we're talking about this movie. It's called It is. It Was the Best of Times, It Was the Worst of Times, and I'm very interested in hearing the best of times and the worst of times, uh, and I don't know if anybody wants to volunteer to start off, but uh, okay. Trent, take it away. Mm-mm. I was pointing. I was, <laughs> I was pointing upstairs. Um, well, let me say this then, if, if it's if it's me, if I'm jumping in. Um, 
the best of times was when this movie was finally over. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Vic. <laughs> I know you are very uh, objective in your, in your dissection of this movie. Hold but on. I've seen better. Uh, what is it? William Johnson. He says that I love this movie. It's a perfect rom-com. I've seen perfect rom-coms. This wasn't a perfect rom-com. I didn't care about the characters. I didn't care that Scotty didn't know. I was wondering why she wasn't in Smallville. Um, it, it was a mess. It was a mess. And the and I, to be quite honest, I haven't felt this way about a movie since I saw Sonic. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to say it. All right, so I'll go next. I'll go into my um. Oh, line, and I'm I sorry. Guess. Go ahead. I'm sorry, one last thing, and as far as Scotty doesn't know, being a, a a cultural trend or not, or everything like that, hence my name. I I can't speak on that. I don't listen to that type of music, but um, I will say, in forgetting Sarah Marshall, they had a great song called "Inside of You," which spoke directly to the point. But it actually sounded like a musician created that song. If you haven't seen uh, "Forgetting Sarah Marshall" or that song, just look up "Inside of You" on YouTube. It's a hilarious song. It's so disrespectful. And that's a rom-com. Great movie. All right. Well, so as far as my favorite scene in the movie, um, I'm. it was very hard to pick one. They had a great song. <laughs> but if, if, you know, I have to, if I had to, and I do because I'm on the show, <laughs> I would say, it was probably the, the 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 Scotty doesn't know scene when we first are introduced to it um, because of Matt Damon. I didn't expect him to be in this movie. And oddly enough, this is the second movie that we've done on the show that he has like a weird cameo. And he, he was in um, the Thor movie when he had a cameo in that one, too. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe if I had to pick a second one, it was when they they get to the European club and they kind of hear the, like the techno European version of the song. I thought that was funny. I'll give the movie that part. That was funny. Um, so yeah. That song made the rounds. Huh? The song made the rounds. Yeah, that it was already in Europe and stuff like that. And, you know, it, was, mm -hmm. it, was, it wasn't bad, that part. <laughs> I guess I'll go for, uh, next so Vic can go last. Um, we'll talk about the worst things because there's so many to pick, right? So um, there was a part of the movie where they showed the title, and I wasn't happy. Uh, that, was, that, was bad, that was a bad scene. Uh, there was a part where you know, and I know it was. Well, you speaking of Tom Fowlery, uh, <laughs> there was also a part. Yeah. When they were in Afro mentioned club, okay, uh, you know I'm not even gonna talk about the club and the, and the incest. I I'll talk about um, <laughs> spoiler alert. I'll talk about the church and the fire and and all that, and like in the bells and the pope. I, I I was not a fan of that scene at all. You know, I, I felt like I was going to hell, and I don't think uh, our Lord and Savior is going to say, "Hey, I know you're reviewing the movie." Uh, but <laughs> you're going to hell for seeing that. All right. Uh, so that, but I will talk about my favorite scene. My favorite scene might surprise some people. I actually was laughing a few times, chuckle, chuckle at, uh, no, we're not Mr. Johnson. Um, I actually chuckle, chuckled a few times at the scene where he was acting like he was a robot fighting another person who was acting like he was a robot. I actually thought that was pretty funny. I, I, I did not like the ending. If it was a wrestling thing, I would say I didn't like the ending. I thought it was anticlimactic and kicking the balls. I thought it was a cheap shot. But besides that, I thought that was actually a pretty funny scene. 
So that was my favorite scene. Now we're going to go over to Vic. Vic, and you're going to talk about this movie since you picked it. Your favorite scenes as well as something that you might have particularly not liked about the movie. Uh, well, I definitely didn't like the incest part. I felt like that was a bit much. It would definitely go in for overly funny on this. And, um, you know, the part where Jamie and um, and uh, the girl. Jenny. That's not a girl. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were, they were all of a sudden, they ended up making out. Um, it sucked because I was so happy for Jamie after getting that blowjob. And, like, you know, I, I really read <laughs> No, I really resonated with him because, like, you know, like when, when, somebody's editing. No, because no, because the thing is, is that like my first time I was screaming, "I love you" as well. So, <laughs> that was awesome. That was nice to see. I really resonated with him. And I, I'll also, tell you one person who wasn't saying "I love you." Like, no, like, I, I also resonated with him because you know he's a he's a little bit of a nerd. I'm a little bit of a nerd, and like you know the Leica M6, man. Oh man, that thing is a fucking thing. It's that's it's just a thing. Dinosaur. This thing. It's <laughs> for a camera, but for the time. I mean, look, this is the updated version of mm -hmm. it. But Leica is um this is the movie that actually introduced me to Leica. And they Acer actually makes phones with Leica cameras. And these are literally some of the best cameras on the planet. Um and it's uh, the things that he was saying about how it makes a uh a, a Nikon look like a disposable camera is factual. Um, so, uh, let's see. One, the, the best part, in my opinion, of this movie, and one of the most accurate things was right before, um, right, right before they had the little robot battle. And because the line to the Louvre, oh my God, that is so true. Getting into the Louvre in Paris is one of the hardest things to do because the line starts at six in the morning and it is super long. And that whole thing where they just made it seem like it was 30 blocks away is accurate. That's where the um, Mona Lisa is. So getting into the Louvre is one of the hardest things to do. So I really chuckled when I saw that again, because when mm -hmm. I first saw it, I didn't get it. But then when I saw it again, I, I really, really chuckled. And lastly, my favorite part of the movie was the most hilarious part. That's good. <laughs> Which part is that? Excuse me. Oh God! The second one was actually funnier because he's like me bello, me bello, and he's dreaming about the girl, and then all of a sudden he I forget comes. I his name, but he's on Saturday Night Live. Oh, he was for Fred many Armisen. many years. What she said? Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen. I'm surprised they got him in this movie. Maybe this is before he, uh, he blew up. They picked him too for the check that they gave him. <laughs> I guess. Well, he was he was awesome in this movie because he just came out and then all he had to say was just buongiorno and miscuse and made it so memorable. All the way to the bank. <laughs> yeah. and, and to your point, Vic, he made the movie. That yeah, was he, the only part that you could argue that was actually legitimately funny throughout the whole segment that he was in. But the funny thing about this is, and I think it speaks to the humor in this movie, is it goes beyond raunchy. Um you know, and I'll save that for the worst part if we're going to segue into that. Um, one of the main characters is essentially raped in a sex shop. Word, that's and true. The girl that, is is that was, that was gang raped uh, while being objectified throughout the entirety of this movie mm. uh, by even the good people. Um, 
the other one wants to go to Europe simply not because he cares about Mika at all, but because he wants to have sex with her before she has sex with somebody else. So I don't know who wrote this movie, but clearly, and this is why my name is Trend, it, 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 it speaks to the lowbrow humor of, oh, these movies are hot right now, so let's just make this movie. It's not that anybody thought of a good idea. We need this, we need this, we need this, and we need this. And that is a recipe for a box office hit, but it's not. I don't think, that, I don't know what this movie did in the box office, but I don't know that it's a it's a big time hit that anybody's going if they still have Blockbuster if it was on Netflix that everybody's saying I gotta rush to go see Euro Trip. I'm sorry to say it. Wow. That you like it. But um it's something wrong with the humor in this movie. I mean it was it was I mean hyper sexualized and it was always rapish. The the one of the, the best friend is trying to essentially molest or rape, whatever you call it, the girl in the jacuzzi who's so stupid that she is completely helpless and let, until her boyfriend gets there. What, what, what is going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? So this is about the entirety of the movie. The only woman with sense, not even Mika had any sense, was the, was the, the, the female twin, and she's almost gay raped. And had to be a protector. She's clueless. Oh, yeah, at the nude beach. By, by the guys. But mm -hmm. even she acquiesces, and she gives herself to this dude who essentially is a whore. It's all over the place, guys. Hey. <laughs> I didn't care for this movie. Care, take it seriously, like, you know, it is what it is. It's one of those things just to make you laugh. <laughs> well, it didn't make me laugh. It made me, the enthusiasm, because it was so over the top, made me laugh. But when I think about being molested on a train and I can't <laughs> escape, that's not funny to me. Oh man. Yeah, this is one of those movies that are just really I guess it's one of those like raunchy humor thing, but they did kind of overdo it. And I'm I'm thinking yeah. it was because it, it kind of came at the tail end maybe of that kind of genre. So they kind of had to like keep one up in it, like to make it even more raunchy, even more this, even more that. But um as yeah, as far as the least favorite scenes, um <laughs> there were that pretty much anything outside of my favorite scene that I mentioned is my least favorite. <laughs> so after the first scene that I mentioned, all of it is least favorite. But I will say I was happy to see Lana Lang, like um, Trin mentioned. I was also happy to see um, the actress who played Jenny. What's her name? Um, Michelle Trichenberg mm -hmm. from Buffy. I'm not sure if you all are Buffy fans. But mm -hmm. she played Buffy's little sister in the later season, so it was nice to see her. And um, apparently this movie was directed by somebody called Jeff Strusher. I can't pronounce it. And they had two co-directors. So I'm like, there are three directors who had their hands in this movie, and it turned out this way. I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> but yeah, oh. so least favorite scenes is everything. <laughs> not... <laughs> Not the slamming of stuff. <laughs> wow. So, who's next? They can, I, heard they can phone, I heard a phone ring, and I'm thinking that the, somebody's calling a lifeline. Is that what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> well, I, let me say this before consultant goes, if he's still thinking about it. But um, William, he said that this is just like uh, American Pie or a National Lampoon movie. Well, I, I've seen American Pie, and it's good that you bring it up, because I, as I said, this movie 
it was created because it's an um, it's an uh, um an algorithm based off an algorithm not because they had an original idea american pie you could argue is one of those movies that started off trends of these of this ilk but i've seen better uh is that uh, original concept and that are just funny throughout I don't have people looking stupid i call out accepted right now they're going to college that movie's hilarious right um super bad Okay, uh, as I, I just said, forgetting Sarah Marshall, but again, they just based it off of the fact that American Pie did well, and somebody had somebody used the pie. I'm not going to go into it, right? They used the pie, so let's have it even raunchier because that's what the kids like, and we know that young boys are going to see this movie, so let's give them what they want and let's push it as far as we can. That's why you see the things in there, not because it furthered the story uh, for the film, but because it's an algorithm, right? And as far as National Lampoon. I don't know. Have they seen National Lampoon? What are you talking about? I, I, William, I don't know what you're talking about. When a National Lampoon is like Eurotrip, are you talking about National when Lampoon European Vacation? European Vacation, the tone of that movie and what happens in that movie is nothing like Eurotrip. So um, certainly not like National Lampoon's Family Vacation. And it's not like Christmas, <laughs> Christmas Vacation either. So I, I, I don't get what you're saying there, but good call on American Pie. It really is just like that. National Lampoon has more secure characters. Thank Those you. And you actually Those care about the characters. Yeah, that, that's the thing. This movie, like like I said, like it's just one of those things where if you run through it on Netflix, if you know what I mean, it's a good laugh. Um, I don't You're think absolutely right. This movie is filler. I agree. That it's filled up. <laughs> it filled up Netflix. I agree with you. I have what with this movie. It's like a roller coaster ride because it's just a ton of laughs. Like the robot getting kicked in the balls and saying error, error. Oh, my robot balls. Error, error. Like, see, you know what? Okay. You guys, you you guys need to like smell the roses, look at the rainbows. You know what I mean? Like, you guys are a little serious. Too serious. Too serious. This movie. I'm allergic. I can't smell roses. Yo, you knew this movie was trash. Yo, I understand. I understand that is too rapey. Okay, now I, I see that now. Okay. Well, first I of all, Chrissy likes Twilight. Chrissy likes Twilight, so she's a fan of rapists. There exactly. was no rapey in exactly. that movie. A little, a little bit. A little bit. There is was okay, no rapey. Right? A little bit. <laughs> there was no rapey. They specifically. And and and, and 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 James likes American <laughs> Beauty. So let's go ahead. Easy. Right. Easy, easy. There was nothing in that movie. But you know what? James has been telling me for years that Superman's a rapist. So we all like rapists. No, yes, he did. If Superman returns, he wiped his memory and then didn't didn't take care of that son. So yeah, Superman raped Lois Lane. Superman returns. It's in the movie. Edward doesn't fit into this conversation, so we're just gonna go on to the next. It's a lighthearted movie. It's not something that that like you should be taken seriously at all. Like the the jokes are funny, and in my opinion, Cooper, um, I, you know, I, I underneath it all, the one thing that I definitely did like is that Cooper gave Scotty confidence. You know, Scotty had the because he was the main thing was just that Scotty was predictable. Um, that was the first thing that Fiona said in the beginning of the movie, and then throughout the movie, he just started gaining more and more confidence. And it's one of those things that happens to you when you leave when you leave high school and you start to do to, to find yourself and you start to 
to explore and do things. You start to get more more confident. And I'm certain that like by the end of the movie, he wasn't even thinking about Fiona at all. I am so happy that you are over here trying so hard to make this movie something that it is not. I am so happy. I agree with you. You know what? At the end, at the end, when he was fornicating with that woman, who was really I'm going to tell you of a church. A you know, okay. I felt like I was going to hell again. Come on, bro. And not only that, his 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 white supremacist girlfriend. Did you guys catch on to that? Say that again. His white supremacist uh, wet dream. Y'all didn't catch yeah. on to these. Yes, these yeah, other exactly. exactly. I'm glad you saw it, James, because that's all I could yeah. think about. I, said, I, I, I was waiting for the comedy, but it, it but it never came. And I'm glad that Vic is saying that. Um, <laughs> After you know high school, this is how most people feel awkward. I'm glad that when I graduated high school, I didn't have to go in the metro and have some random dude touch me, and then lick my face and <laughs> giggle about it. And somehow, when I got off at Greenbelt Station, I was more confident because I knew how to handle myself. No, that doesn't inspire confidence. Nor does going across the world to another continent, right, uh, to meet somebody that I've never seen simply because they're hot. That doesn't engender confidence. Mm-hmm. Oh man, no man, it's not what I'm talking about. It's just that like he he wasn't as predictable. He like he it's not about the the specifics of the whole situation. It's he just was predictable. Personality and and everything just started to change. He wasn't as predictable as he was before. That whole thing with the robot that wasn't predictable at all. You know what I mean? He was coming out of his. Show. Now, it wasn't predictable because we had never seen him do the robot before. That's why it's not predictable. But he was the same person that he was at the beginning movie that he was at the end. At the beginning of the movie, he wanted to go to Europe simply so that he could have sex with Mika because he thought she was more attractive than uh, Lana Lang. Then he had sex with Mika because she was more attractive than Lana Lang. He didn't change at all. Cooper didn't grow. He didn't grow at all. The only one who grew after he got uh, a blowjob uh, in an alley, uh, was the um, the Jamie. twin, the male twin. Who? Cooper, because apparently, apparently, he can stay all that time in Europe and get a promotion and get yeah. someone else fired yeah. and everything like that. Hey, I that wish was, I could get that kind of luck in the real world. No, that kind of thing never happened in the real world. That was hilarious. You said it was very realistic. Humphrey, Humphrey ended up getting fired. <laughs> You are, Mark. You are sadistic. I don't even want to talk about this anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back to this show. Uh, stay with us and uh, find out what episode we're going to talk about. Next, I'm sorry, this Saturday coming. Stay with us, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Yes, you are.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. UPR Entertainment Edition, talking about the movie Euro Trip. Executive consultant here, along with Steve Superior, Trent, and Bongiorno, who's over here defending this movie like it is up uh, for the death penalty. Uh, I will give you all the credit in the world. You are trying to make a compelling argument. What you saw earlier was Project Power movie that see actually picked next week uh, that we're going to be discussing next Thursday. Looking forward to that. That comes out on Netflix tomorrow. So get a chance to watch it. Hopefully we'll make it a number one trending movie because we're over here promoting it and our five people who are watching right now can watch it. All right, so back here, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to go into the news. Uh, I'm sorry, the next segment, we're off of it with the best of times. It was the worst of time. And now we're going to go into a segment that is possibly the hardest I've ever had for a movie since we started it. And that is called Quotables. And for this one, I feel sorry for <laughs> yes. who to start because I like to know what they're going to say. Trend, we're going to go up with you as I get you. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck with that. What is your quotable for this movie? What did you take away? Uh, my quote for this movie is Berlin. What? Berlin. Oh, Berlin. Berlin. What Berlin. I never yeah. go to Berlin. Uh, okay. That's Beautiful. my quote. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That this segment's supposed to take 15 minutes, and ladies oh. and gentlemen, I don't think we're gonna, I'm sorry, it's supposed to take 10, and I don't think we're going to make the 10. See this barrier and take it away. Okay, I, I, I'll, I'll make it happen. I heard that we're going to Berlin that went to Eastern Europe, the Berlin, the guy that was saying Berlin, that was funny, because they all went <laughs> to Berlin, and he was just saying, like, I never, you know how many people I killed in Berlin? I ain't going nowhere near Berlin. And they were like, Berlin, Berlin, and that shit was hilarious. They were so stupid. And they ended yeah. up in Europe. Yeah, you're the only one left. That was when they had like $2, and all of a sudden they went clubbing and they threw five cents at the bottle of the bottle. I'm going to get an old, I'm going to open my own hotel. And I was just like, what? Is that cool? Yeah. What the F is what I'm looking at for James' recasting? That's a what the F. Okay. All right. We're going to, we're going to change this up a little bit. We're going to say a quote, and then Victor is going to try to find a way to make it funny. All right, so Chrissy, go ahead with your quotable. All right, so I got two, actually, if, if you can believe it. So just as I mentioned, Scott was obsessed with his uh, white supremacist girlfriend. Um, <laughs> and I say that because of, where is this thing here? Oh, because she's German and little boy had the hell was a mask. Uh-huh. We got this guy, little baby Hitler, in the background, and no one seems to care or notice because it's something <laughs> that he does regularly and no one cares. That's what it is. He watches, he looks at mommy and daddy and watch what they do and, and emulates their Nazism. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so my <laughs> first quote watch that hand there. No Nazi salutes in our in our broadcast. <laughs> so okay. First quotable is going to be close to the beginning of the movie where we got our friend Cooper. And because there are no minorities in this movie, we got the, the quote of stay black, my friend, to the little Scotty's little brother. I thought that was interesting. And also we got the you got male mother blinkers. <laughs> That's the computer said. Mm -hmm. So I think those are my two quotes um, from this 2004 movie. 
Vic, do you want to elaborate a little bit more than Chrissy did or what? I'm sorry, Chrissy, did you say 1984 or 2004? 2004. Oh, 2004. Oh, okay. Vic, please, by all means. What did you think of the, uh, the, the what's it called? Oh, uh, about him the saying stay because they did, did it again. Track. He did it again. <laughs> Ladies, oh. Okay. All right. I'm so, I'm oh, sorry. Let's go to my quotable. I only have one, and it was a struggle. Well, I mean, I could go with the obvious, Scotty, don't know. I mean, they force it down your throat, uh, pause. But anyway, so uh, I'm going to go with a really simple quote. It's not even a quote. It's, it's more of a dialogue happening. But it, I thought it was funny, so I wanted to mention it. Uh, it was between Scott and Fiona. It was at the beginning of the movie. It kind of alludes to Scotty. It kind of, what the hell? What happened to Vic? <laughs> oh, oh he, you guys are making him mad. No, Vic is getting backup. That's what he's doing. He's trying to get a, he's trying to get all his partners, get all your partners, bring them out here. Uh, <laughs> he's trying, trying to, to build his confidence. Try to defend this movie. Uh, all right. Anyway, so it's a. I'm going to quote it. It's a dialogue between Fiona and Scotty at the beginning of the movie. Scotty uh, gets found finds out that he's getting dumped. Scott replies, "What do you mean you're dumping me?" Fiona says, "Scott." I just can't take all the lying and cheating on each other anymore. Scott said, what are you talking about? Sweetie, I've never cheated on you. Fiona says, I know. That's what makes this so hard. That's comedy to me. I will admit, I had a couple chuckles, and I forgot all about that one. But I had a couple chuckles because, I mean, it, it was just funny because it was cold, uh, which led to Scotty not knowing uh, what Matt Damon trying to look tough. And speaking of tough, this is uh, tough to watch. Vic, what are you doing? What are you doing? I agree. So you're so you're aggressing because you're losing. <laughs> it's good because this movie is up for being put on a death penalty, and it's really looking like it's going to be scheduled next Thursday. Right, so, First of all, say hi to my aloe plant. I actually bought this at Home Depot two years ago. Look how big it is. Well, I don't work at Home Depot anymore. That's not helping. Anyway. anyway, but aloe is good for you. Aloe produces really good. Our anyway, the horticulture. Uh, lesson. <laughs> right. I, hashtag I am group. Anyway, um, if you're not a mank, you're a wank. That was one of my favorite quotes of this movie um, because the guys in London were awesome. When I went to London, I found people that spoke like that and I got a little drunk and I had a great time and my girl was rolling her, her eyes because I was having an awesome time just talking politics with those guys. And that part of it was very accurate. They're very, very passionate about Manchester United. And, um, you know, the, the coolest part was when the guy popped the beers out with his eyes. That, that was incredible. Um, I thought that was really funny. But, you know, just that, that whole part when they got super drunk and they, they were about to get beat up and then they were really clever to figure out this stupid song and fool them and, like, they literally became part of the Manchester United people. Um, that that was awesome. But that whole quote right there, that that really got me. All in all, this movie, I enjoyed it. But like I said from the beginning, <laughs> don't take it too seriously. Okay? Portable, Tom Foolery. Do not <laughs> take it too seriously. Okay, just enjoy the movie. Okay. Enjoy that everybody doesn't know. Enjoy that the robot gets butt hit in the, in, in the balls. And enjoy Miss Scoozy. Miss Scoozy. Speaking of enjoying, if you're watching enjoy. us on YouTube, go ahead and leave us a like. And if you're watching us on Facebook, leave us a thumbs up. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
And make sure that you're listening to us on all podcast platforms. That was the end of Quotables. Let's go ahead and get into another segment that we're going to do, and this is called Recast It. A lot of people's favorite segment, and we're going to start off, um, I'm interested, with the guy who loves this movie so much. And I want to hear, who would you change in this movie if you had the opportunity? Oh, okay. I got one. I got one. Yes. Where is he? Where is he? I think that Cooper uh, would be played perfectly by this gentleman right here. <laughs> What's his name? What's his name? David Spade. All right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, actually can't disagree. I think that was actually a good choice. I think if that uh, age appropriate, but yes, I can see it. Well, yeah, if it was age appropriate, but like I, at the end of the day, I just think I just see his, um, you know, just just the way that they act, their wittiness, their their jokiness, and all of that. I think David Spade would be perfect. Let's like you know David Spade from Tommy Boy probably, um, because he's like lawyer esque and like you know what I mean. Like the guy, you could see that the guy is smart. He's just like a, a dick, um, mm-hmm. and David Spade, David Spade would. Um, play that role perfectly, in my opinion. Right, Ella? Yeah. This recast is brought to you by the letter R. The letter R. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! So? Popular Sesame Street. Yes. Let's see here. By the way, I love your Audrey, too. What? (laughs) Chris, I think you're you're needed because I can't catch all of these quotables there. I'm not good at that yet. So, I'm going to go ahead and go. For, okay. for my recast it, I was feeling a little ambitious. So I know we usually do like just one or two cast members. But, you know, because I enjoyed this movie so much, I was okay. going to be on. <laughs> so, so for, if you take a look at the screen here, you'll see a couple different people. Um, we got David Spade. <laughs> we got Scotty, we got a uh, what's her name from Buffy, and who I feel would would be much better in this film. If you're if you watch this film just for the European laughs and the traveling, you got right here, boom, Brittany Murphy and Ashton Kutcher and Just Mary. Just go ahead and recast the whole film, recast the writers, recast they the directors, they and they make this movie. Christy. Anybody else here, Chrissy, almost drop an F-bomb just now? Uh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my recast it. Just married, recast from top to bottom. That was good. Um, okay. Uh, I guess I will go next, unless James wants to go. Actually, no, because James is going to make me cry laughing. So go ahead, go ahead James, uh, and take it away. Well, listen, as I said, this movie is one of the best we've ever reviewed. But because we all do this... Uh, you know, I said, let me let me join in the fun. So I started looking at the main people. And of course, you know, I, I wanted to go first start with Scotty. I mean, I thought the actor was great, but I think this person really could do a better job. Andrew oh. Garfield there. <laughs> Every time I saw Scotty, I kept thinking, is this Amazing Spider-Man 1 or 2? <laughs> I couldn't tell what I was watching. <clears throat> but I then I thought it. to myself, the whole impetus of this movie is because Fiona dumped Scotty for Matt Damon. And I said, but who does Fiona remind me of? She reminded me of somebody. I know I've seen it, and she was in a movie that I saw. And actually, the executive consultant and myself, we saw this movie together, and I said, that's who she is. Fiona can be recasted as none other than Chung Lee. 
I didn't know who else saw this gem of a movie. What movie is this? I don't know who else saw this gem of a movie. But if you were lucky, like the executive consultant and myself, you cried throughout it. The acting, the plot, the story. Definitely cried. We cried. We cried. I, I could I couldn't wait. Street Fighter Legend of Chun Li. Street Fighter uh, Legend of Chun Li. I couldn't wait to that theater. And sadly, mm-hmm. I couldn't leave my own home when I had to watch Euro Trip. But both made me want to run. Both were terrible. But let me not be uh, uh, remiss if I I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the other cast members. And I thought that we should just go ahead and recast the rest of the cast. And really quickly, I think mm-hmm. we can recast them. And here we go. If you look right here, it's breasts. We can recast the cast as breasts. <laughs> if we just add breasts in it, then this movie, it would have been a hit. It would have been a hit. <laughs> they have more breasts. More cowboy. More breasts. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> What's going on, Ruben? All right. So uh, that was James's recasted for this movie. And uh, let me go ahead and upload a few of these. Now, let me explain my method when it comes to recasting. I only recast two. And I'm going to start with um, Scotty, all right? Because Scotty doesn't know, but I do know that he sucked in this movie. He needed to be replaced. Um, and I have about three people who should replace him. So I'll go ahead and I'll start with this one because, I mean, it was the same movie as everything else. So from American Pie, somebody <laughs> exactly. Oh, that picture, yes. That picture, yes, because, hey, that's what we do here in these movies that are all the same. Just throw a script to somebody and say, hey, can we play this? Yeah, we can. But if we don't want him, I'm like I said, I'm all about options. I do have somebody else for you. Somebody said David Spade. Well, here's his cousin right here. (laughs) From Sex Drive. Who's also on Buffy. Yes. Starting to see, starting to see a no pun intended trend when it comes to these movies. But I'm going to go back to American Pie because, on seriousness, if I were to given a choice of who to recast, I would recast Scotty with this guy right here because I think he can play him just as well. Yep. Sean William Scott is in this movie. Yeah, Meister. Nice. Now, the other person I want to recast because he creeped me out because I don't understand why nobody whooped his tail. He was over here really, really creepy. So who else out there is really, really creepy? I got somebody for you. I got somebody for you. Don't do that. I got somebody for you, and that is this guy right here. I can see that. Oh, nice. Tom Green. Who is he replacing? Yes. He's replacing the creepy guy on uh, the train. I can definitely... Yes, I can definitely see him humping a few people on that train because... This movie's on his bum, and it came out of his bum. That's what happened when it comes to this movie. That is my recast, ladies and gentlemen. That is actually all four of our recasts. We're going to go ahead and take our final commercial break and talk about the movie we're going to talk about on Saturday. I was supposed to play it earlier, but sorry about that. Uh, but we're going to be right back after this quick commercial break. Stay with us, ladies and gentlemen. You could not 
live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me. You took everything from me. I don't even know who you are. You will. We are two movies away from the end of the Marvel uh, era of the unpopular review. That is the Avengers. Once again, UPR, Euro Trip being reviewed here. See the superior executive consultant, Trend, as well as uh, Mr. Cl Clarence Mason down there. Um, Bongiorno. <laughs> because, yeah, because you're defending this movie, bro. And I'm really interested because you know what we're going for? We're leading, we're casting, and we're going to final thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. Final thoughts, along with finding out if they like it or not. See Superior, because I know you have to go. You can go first. Go ahead and take it away. All right, everybody. So. David is not on the show. This can this movie, it wasted an hour and a half of my time. I feel like it it could have, I could have just not seen it and, and just <laughs> knew exactly what was going to happen. It was very predictable. Um, and it wasn't something that I really enjoyed watching. Um, and it's not the fact that it was predictable that made me not like it because sometimes when you, I don't mind sometimes going into a predictable, predictable movie, like certain lifetime movies, like something about it is cringy, but it's comforting. But this movie, none of that. It wasn't funny to me. It was overly raunchy. So again, thumbs down from Cedar Superior. Bye. <laughs> Who's next? Go, 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 go. All right, we're going to go ahead and go straight <laughs> over to Trend. Trend, it is now your time. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Final thoughts. On pins and needles as to whether I'm giving this a thumbs up or thumbs down. Let me just say this. In order to review any movie, spoilers, in order to review any movie, you have to understand the context in which it was made, right? And here's my big problem with Eurotrip. It's not that it started the trend and there wasn't a formula yet. And it's not as if it came at the end of the trend and it was just formulaic and tired. But the whole point of this movie was because it was what teen movies were at the time. And they just said, hey, let's have a money grab. It's why sometimes you hear me say, I don't like MCU formulaic movies. I'd rather you do your own thing and succeed or fail. You, do, you did your own thing. Well, this movie didn't do its own thing. I've seen all these things before. I've seen them better. Uh, there was Porky's in the 80s, right? There was a Weird Science. I loved all of those movies a lot better than I did this one. Uh, we couldn't quote anything from it. We didn't want to quote anything from it. We didn't want to go back to it. So how can I give this movie a thumbs up? Chris, you already said it. It's a thumbs down. All right. Thumbs down from Trent. Two thumbs now, I wonder what Bon Journal is going to give this movie. Bon Journal. This movie was awesome. This movie was great. I had an amazing time watching this movie because, you know what? One thing that I learned about myself by hanging out with you guys is that I am very easily entertained because I didn't take this thing very seriously. I took it very lighthearted and it was good. It was a good time. Like, like, Garrett was one of the most hilarious people in this movie. Like he called his brother an asshole and like just, you know, pointing out all of his dumb stuff. 
And it, it was just, it was great. It, it was just, it, it was just one of those things that you watch when you want to have a good laugh. I had, listen, I, this movie came out when I was 22. You know how much like the, the term is Netflix and chill now. You know how much Netflix and chill I had in this movie? Like this movie was awesome um, simply because of the laughs. I understand that, you know, yes, for today's day and age, it might have been a little bit too raunchy. I get that. But this was awesome. Um, I definitely give it a thumbs up. This will definitely be in my catalog um, always. And, you know, whenever I want to have a good laugh, I'll be able to watch this movie. Unfortunately, I cannot watch this movie with my children because when I do have children, because by the time that comes, this is going to be an old man movie and my kids are going to be too S-A-W-F-T for this. So that's okay because I will always enjoy this movie. And all of this tomfoolery, it's okay. It's all right because they do have good points, but this ultimately will be uh, for me. All right, a thumbs up, surprisingly, from Bond Journal. Now we're going down to the executive consultant. I'm going to go ahead and start with facts. This movie got 6.6 .6 out of 10 on IMDb.com, which is a lot better than I thought it would do. Um, it cost a whopping, I have notes here, $25 million. It made 22 worldwide. 17 came from the United States. More money than I thought it should have made. Now, let's talk about some of the good. Some of the good is I laughed a few times. I chuckled a few times, and apparently more people know Scotty doesn't know than I did. Because not only did Scotty not know, Chris did not know. Chris did not know this movie existed. Chris did not know that phrase existed. Chris did not know Matt Damon was in this movie, and now I know why his career has stalled a lot in the last 15 years. All right? Now let's talk about the bad in this movie. The bad in this movie is a lot of crap, Okay. There was uh, stuff that you, if you're a religious person, will offend you. There was unnecessary breasts, which I can't believe is a man, a straight man saying that. There was unnecessary breasts everywhere. These characters are despicable at times, and I'm very jealous that people who are 17, 18 years old is able to go to Europe for weeks at a time, and nobody's parents sent out anything for them, nor they have money to do God knows what. I was also pissed off because I know United States money is more important in some states or countries or whatever, but a dollar and some cents should not have given them all the crap that they were able to get in this movie. So when you ask me if I give this movie a thumbs down or a thumbs up, my answer will surprise you. It got a thumbs Whoa. up. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. And the reason how come I'm going to give it a thumbs up? <laughs> for the very reason, I'm not lying. It's for the wow. very reason that Victor said. This movie was never meant to be taken seriously. It is not that type of movie. It is They knew they were fools. They were making fun of themselves. And they did a daggone good job. Now, is it going down as my top five greatest comedies of all time? Nowhere near. Should it have been a pick? No, it was a waste of pick, Vic. I'm sorry. It was a waste of pick. But, but. Yes, it was. It did the job <laughs> they was trying to do. It was not trying to be memorable. It was not trying to win the Oscars. It was just trying to make you laugh. And unfortunately, I did laugh. I thought the Lucy Lawless scene where Xena, Warrior Princess, decided to go Xena, Warrior Princess on somebody's buttocks was a little much, but I did chuckle a few times. So for that, and because we don't have a middle thumb, <laughs> you know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, and I see Chrissy down there shaking her head, I'm going to go ahead and give this movie a thumbs up. So two thumbs up, two thumbs down. <laughs> 
Well, you're up there. Wow. <laughs> For me, it is right there in the middle. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, that is us in our review. For Euro Trip, let me catch up on the comments real quick because we actually ended faster. This shows you this movie really was not that good. Forty-eight. We are like twelve minutes ahead. I did give it a thumbs up. Michael Cologne said three words. Scotty doesn't know. Uh-huh. William Johnson says ha 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 ha. William Johnson also does uh, the cold face. That's what it looks like to me. And Michael Cologne says I totally forgot Fred Armisen was the creepy train guy. Hey, you guys oh. really like this movie? This is the uh, it wasn't bad. I will. I will tell you right now. I'm not watching this movie ever again. Uh-huh. All right. But thank you so okay. much for watching for the executive consultant for Cita Superior for her dog that she has to walk for Bongiorno for Trend. We will see you on Saturday for Avengers Endgame. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Bye. Bongiorno. Bongiorno. Miss Tuesday. <laughs>